I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Marvellous, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. And Max Rowe Brown. How are you doing, Max Rowe Brown? I'm very well, as always. Thank you, Jack. Um, this is going to be a good show. Uh, so we're, we're heading towards the, the finale of the IPL group stage. And boy, oh boy, were there some big games this weekend that we've got to talk about. Um, I'm really excited to get into that. But before we do, um, we're, we're going to give you a little update on, on some of the news from the wider cricketing world. It looks like international cricket is going to start up again fairly soon. Are you excited for that, fellas? Yeah, I think all of all of the um, all the governing boards of the cricket are just like, oh no, we're going to miss out on loads of money, so they just try to do everything <laughs> humanly possible to get it on, um, regardless of any like quarantine periods. Like the governments are stepping in to make sure they're not having to do the whole thing. It's it's, it's great to see. It really brings a tear to the eye for a cricket fan. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very cynical point of view, there, Ross. Would you would you not say that they've all learned really well from how uh, England and the uh, and the IPL have managed the bubble situation and. Uh, precautions around COVID whilst being able to get the game on and it's proven successful and therefore they're taking that blueprint and driving it forward with international cricket. Yeah, all all those purpose-built stadiums in Sri Lanka to host all the hotels and everything like that. All all absolutely perfect. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so so we will be talking IPL, we'll be talking cricket news uh, and we will be doing a little summary (laughs) of... Cricket news. <laughs> uh, we will be doing a little summary of the England players that are playing in the IPL. We'll, we'll be running through who's had a good tournament so far, who's had a bad tournament, and we'll be looking at who is going to the Big Bash. Isn't that going to be exciting? Yeah, a nice Brits abroad segment for our for our uh, nationalistic listeners. Well, they we are... can't go on a proper holiday, so this they... is... Live yeah. vicariously through our cricketers. Yeah, the the ten English players in the IPL are are, are, are the ten Brits abroad at the moment. There's no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got that wrong. It's patriotic, isn't it? Nationalistic's the bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've alienated a few people. Come back, dear listener. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the body of the show, we start every week with a warm-up question, an icebreaker, if you will. Um, this week, uh, the Kings Open Punjab, if you've, if you've not been following the IPL, they have surged back into contention and it looks like they're a really fun team to play for. So so with the theme of fun on my mind, I'm asking you two fellas, um, which cricket team, past or present, would you most like to play for, Ross? David Gower's England team. Well, the, the David Gower captain side. Oh, yeah. There is no doubt in my mind that that was a blast. Um, What about the bit where he he printed off T-shirts with I'm in charge on on his and I'm not for, for the other players? Do you not think that would have demeaned you slightly? Uh, no, because I think if uh, if I would uh, if I knew my if I knew my wine and I liked to drink, I'd have been absolutely fine in his book. It wouldn't matter how good or bad I was at cricket. I'd be going on the booze with David Gower, traveling around the world, having a great time. <laughs> Like what? That, that sounds ideal to me. Um, yeah, no, it sounds good. Uh, Max, what would you say? 
Unbelievably, my answer is very similar. Although not, not exactly tied to David Gower, I was just going to go with the general like late 70s, early 80s England side of touring and general overseas hijinks that was probably quite a lot of fun because I'm not going to add much for the cricket, so I might as well add something in the, uh, the social side of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had gone down a similar route um, in 1984. <laughs> I was going to narrow it down slightly. In 1984, England went on a tour to New Zealand that was, uh, well, the, well, the, the, the post, post tour was dubbed the, the Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll Tour. Um, wow. that's, the, that's the David Gower era England cricket team that I would, um, <laughs> I would like to have been a member maybe on, of. Maybe on one of these tours we'd have all crossed paths. Yeah, mate, possibly. Perhaps um, that's how we met. Okay, we did actually speak with David Gower on episode 48, if you want to go back and um, listen to the great man himself recount uh, some stories. Look at that very um, professional plug-in, what you were about to do. I was about to say our paths would have crossed by me opening up a backwater kind of bar in the, the in his, somewhere off in Mumbai, and he has a doctor's chair. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a bit Gascoigne for, for the cricket <laughs> yeah, world. Too uh, anyway, um, Ross, is there anything else our listeners need to know besides the fact that the 1980s England team is probably a bit of a laugh? Um, Max has got a pretty good moustache going on at this point in time. I think they need to know that. Um, and they could also um, tell, a, tell a friend to listen to this wonderful podcast, share it um, wide on social media, follow us at The Cricket Pod um, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you've got a good story or you want to tell us which team you would have loved to be a part of, just get in contact. That's a- that's a good one. Yeah, let us know on Twitter. I, I think that's... Um, it, 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 the whole cricketing world can't all want to be in that David Gower England cricket team, can they? Well, there, must yeah. be, there must be other options. I mean, like, no one wants to play for England in the 90s because they were too bad. In the 80s, you know, they occasionally beat the Australians and you've got Botham and, and Gower. They're not older than that. You had too much boycott. So that was... Mm, oh, yeah, that was... Yeah. <laughs> And then after the 90s, they just started to take it seriously. So you don't, no one wants to, no one wants to go and actually play cricket, do they? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, let, do let us know. Any, any team, past or present. Um, we will take a quick break and then we will come back with an update on cricket news. Stop, Amy. Great work. Beautiful piece of work. That's what he was there for. Right side stumping. That was all Jack Russell's look at that one. That was a fine piece of work. That really was fantastic work. He whipped the bars off in a flash. And as soon as they saw me, Jack Russell came bounding over. <laughs> and I just made it into the popping crease. In time. Hello, good evening, and you're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I will now throw you over to Jack Hope for the cricket news. Jack. Ah, you can see that we are clutching around a little bit to 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 find an extra bit for this week's show. So we had we've had we've had like a good run of being able to do a show that included IPL and something for non-IPL lovers. Um, and I think this is where we've sort of just run out of cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lack of contemporary cricket. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so well, maybe it's there. time for the listeners to like the IPL. All well, that 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 is true. Yeah, um, there is there, there has been some stuff that's that's gone on though. Um, should we start domestically, boys? Yes, please. Did you see that the hundred captains were announced? Oh, I Ooh. did see that. I saw that Moeen Ali is, is captain of uh, the Birmingham Phoenix. 
He he is. Yeah, that's um. I don't. I, I, is that new? Why why have they announced the captains? Does anyone know that? Uh, no. Do they have to be? Uh, I've not seen the list of players, but do they have to be English? English to be so captains? I, I I I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure about whether they have to be English to be captains. But I think there was some turnover in players with central yeah. contracts who are all allocated a or bought or whatever it is. Yeah. So the teams are only allowed one central contract each, apart from two special teams who are obviously in the south who get two. Um, so obviously with some teams, with some players losing their central contracts and some of them gaining them, there was a bit of a bit of a moving around. Yes, so that, so that, that 100 stuff has happened. Um, another curious thing to do with the 100 is the 100 Twitter account. I don't know if you've seen this. Is it, is it still a brilliant chrome pink? It's still a brilliant chrome pink. It's still only got about 2,000 followers. Um, but it came Surely out... it should be 100 followers. <laughs> Just cull it any time. <laughs> Yeah, but it came out of retirement for um, about three days to annoy everyone and then it's gone quiet again. Um, It's a really interesting media strategy that the ECB are pursuing. (laughs) Do you you reckon it's like someone at uh, like a a social media agency who has has got an intern? They're like, so what are you interested in? It's like, I like cricket. Don't we have the hundred social media? <laughs> God, you crack on with that, Sam. Don't you worry. You do whatever you like. And all of a sudden, someone's on the blower and just gone, get him off it. <laughs> I think that is basically exactly what happened. Um, they they tweeted a load of obviously incendiary stuff for about three hours, <laughs> then went quiet again. So they tweeted, last tweeted in March, back when we thought we were going to have a cricket season. Once cricket was cancelled, just shut that down until October. <laughs> <laughs> Had a pop at county cricket, and then it's on the down low again. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, so, so. Anyway, uh, in uh, in other domestic um, news, have you seen that the uh, the the county championship has? So we spoke about this, I think, with Isabel Westbury, Max. Yes. And um, they they have shaken up how the county championship will work next year. Um, so to sort of roughly summarise, they're going to have three conferences um, which are based on some kind of seeding I think I don't think it's regional because like Sussex Yorkshire and Lancashire are in one league um, and we, we 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 anyone who's been following UK news will know that um, a lot of government or quasi-governmental bodies don't know where places are in the country so maybe they do think Sussex Lancashire and Yorkshire are nearby but, th- but they're not um <laughs> Maybe maybe they've um, decided that uh, counties should play within their tiers. Oh, that's a good. So we could have a tier yeah. one group, a tier two group, and a tier three group. That's possible. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. they've they, they've done this draw, um, and you'll play the teams in your um, pool conference. I think they're calling it conferences, like in America, uh, a number of times. And then if you finish in the top half, you go through to Division A, and if you mm-hmm. finish in the bottom half, you go through to Division B. And then you play some more games against the the whichever pool of players or teams you're in with Nat in in round two, uh, and then whoever wins Group A, they're the county champion. But in addition to that, there's a grand final for the Bob Willis Trophy, so they've managed to shoehorn that in for another year. Uh, Max, you're the you're the big county cricket guy on the podcast. What are your thoughts of uh, this shake-up? Well, my thoughts are sort of akin to the faces that Ross is pulling right now, which is uh, a little a little confused about what's going on. Have I? I mean, did I explain it badly? No, <laughs> you, you haven't actually necessarily explained it badly because it is not the most uh, forthcoming of um, 
uh, setups, I suppose. Like they've they've uh, well, they've kept the Red Bull final, which is good, and they haven't made it like a, the be all and end all, which is sort of something that we were talking about um, whether that's a good idea. But it seems a little pointless to have three groups and then two groups and then have this little division B group playoff for who's the best at being bad. Um, yes. When normally that's what you do anyway. With division one and division two. Yeah, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure what what's the why are these people who who don't qualify for the top tier? Why do they have to play seven more games? No, it's so it's to have like a full program, <laughs> isn't it? The idea well, uh, yeah. is that I mean they want a full program, but at the same time they're making it a bit more flexible in case things get shortened. But uh, okay, but they are. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting pointless cricket matches. Anyway, yeah, yes. I don't know, Ross. You you do look confused by this. What are your thoughts? I, on, I just um... think what was wrong with uh, as, as, to sound like an old bloke? What was wrong with this year? <laughs> but they did. They literally didn't have to do anything. They had something that worked. The coronavirus isn't going away. The, like this like the cricket season next year is not just going to be absolutely fine. So the teams can go all over the country again. It's absolutely ridiculous. And having a, a special final kind of takes the gloss of everything. There should be, I thought this year worked really well, having a shootout for pretty much the title. They don't need to have another one for the Bob Willis Trophy. That just sounds like it's going to be a jolly. Well, it might be. And what happens if, if yeah, I don't know, I guess you, you give people the opportunity to win a double. Oh. Everyone wins, likes winning a double, don't they? Arsenal's double year. Chelsea, Chelsea's probably won a double, haven't they, Max? No, they've won several. Yeah. Carlo Ancelotti did it in his first season. Stupid See? idea. He remembers being stupid again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we'll move on from the the domestic game, and um, we'll. Do you, you want to have a look at some international cricket that's um, that's going to happen? Let's do it. So, two tours are are basically confirmed, or have been confirmed since I think our last show. Um, we spoke with Daniel Gallen on last week's podcast uh, about the problems cricket South Africa were were having. Um, since then, there's been a development, and um, Cricket South Africa have fired their entire board. Um, or no, not fired. They've they've all resigned. Sorry, they haven't been fired. That has, to some extent, it seems, placated uh, SACA, the government body that were upset with Cricket South Africa, um, which looks like it might do something to unblock the kind of administrative, well. Inertia, I think, is how we described it last week. Mm. That had built up. Um, it, 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 the, the long and short of it is that England's to, uh, tour to South Africa in in sort of late November, early December, three one days, three T twenties should go ahead without the ICC intervening and cancelling it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yes, positive. Yeah, are you excited about um, the outcome of the administrative shakeup in South Africa, Max? <laughs> Oh, you love to see heads roll, don't you? Um, no, uh, are you excited about the cricket? Yeah, it should be a laugh. It's also yeah. good for us, right? If you're working from home, you've actually like, the time difference with South Africa is perfect for us. It's a good, it's a good. That's time true, difference. actually. Yeah, yeah, it's one that of the few few good time differences. Um, <laughs> should we talk about some bad time difference? Yeah, we off to uh, we off to India. It's, we're not off to India. Um, India have confirmed that they will be touring Australia. Um, about five o'clock this afternoon, they released their three squads for the tour. So they will be, they'll be doing like a full program of matches. They'll be playing T20s, one-dayers and test matches. Um, it's, well, that should be a very good series. Before, before we go into who exactly has been selected, I mean, Australia haven't picked their team yet, but we can talk about India a little bit. 
Um, that should be, they're probably number one v number two in world cricket in, yeah. in, in, in test <clears> terms. Um, India playing away should make it slightly more winnable for the Australians, although they got pumped last time. Yeah, well, um, that's the thing normally with India, even in when they've had their strongest teams and they go away, their pace bowling hasn't necessarily been uh, been up to scratch, but they've they've got quite a few handy seamers around this <laughs> these days. So uh, go, going and playing away on um, hard bouncy surfaces isn't necessarily such a bad thing anymore. Yes, are you, Ross? Are you looking forward to England, uh, England, India v Australia, or Australia v India? Yeah, and I think it's it's always a good contest between them, and I think it's uh, it's mightily important for cricket Australia. Actually, they would uh, load of financial difficulties at the moment, so actually getting that on is actually really good for the health of cricket over there. Um, and they were they were leading the way really when it came to bringing equality to the women's and men's games. So actually having money in there to make sure that goes ahead is really useful. Um, so hopefully uh, we'll get some great cricket over the winter. And um, will we will we be seeing fans there as well? Do we think? I think Australia's. So this was confirmed today as well, Max. Um, the Boxing Day test, at least, will have fans. So there will Excellent. be people at the MCG. I don't know if they'll have the full. All 90,000. Yes! <laughs> Pump them in! <laughs> I don't know whether they'll be going for that or whether it will be slightly reduced. Um, the, the article I read didn't, didn't really specify, but it does look like um, there will be some Antipodean normality going on. So probably lots of 4X and Castle Maine. <laughs> and drinking and beer you know. snakes yeah beer snakes <laughs> um, in terms of the India team there are a couple of um, interesting decisions I think so no Rohit Sharma or Ishant Sharma in the squad both have injuries um, I think the assumption is they will both play if fit um, obviously they're both quite good so India will want them <laughs> to to be in the team he could be a selector um, <laughs> I, yeah you know I don't think it would be that hard um Richard Pant, he's been dropped from the one day and T20 team. Uh, possibly really a little bit harsh. It? No, it's not a surprise. He's doing his strike rate. His strike rate is pretty poor this tournament. Um, so that means Sanju Sampson is in as their backup white ball keeper. Uh, are you a Sampson fan, boys? He's the Wunderblock that I spoke about on a couple of podcasts back. I'm glad he's in the side. <laughs> Wunderblock. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the listeners who uh, for the listeners who don't get that joke, you should listen back to some of those podcasts. But um, pretty much, I said, "Oh, I called him a wunderkind," and uh, Jack happily pointed out that he was twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a couple of other selections. Uh, Mayank Agarwal, he's in both uh, the ODI and T Twenty team. After he's having a pretty good, um, having a pretty good IPL, so that kind of makes sense. Um, and Varun Chakravarti, who has had a pretty big weekend mm-hmm. um, on a personal level in the IPL, he, I think, has been called up for the first time. So that will be um, ah, well done, well done, Varun Chakravarti. <laughs> <laughs> round of applause all round. Yeah, yeah, well done. Um, yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. I think that should be good. I mean, it's it, the time difference does make it quite difficult for us to um, to watch along live, but. Um, yeah, you know. might be able to catch some of the end of it in the morning. Yeah, fortunately, fortunately, we, uh, fortunately we do a podcast and not bloody commentary, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final, final thing. I don't. There's really much to discuss here, but Pakistan will be taking on Zimbabwe in some one-day cricket starting this Friday, mm-hmm. as they'll have three ODIs and three T20s. Um, all games will be taking place in Rawalpindi. Do you know why? Smog. Smog. Yeah, exactly. The air quality in Lahore is too bad. Um, 
No other analysis on that. <laughs> and, and on that back- delightful note, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with the IPL. Um, yeah, that, no, actually, that is more or less the news. Um, it is, I think it's good overall that, that some international cricket is coming back. and um, It'll give us something like, to talk about rather than will. the stilted news segment. I've enjoyed the news segment, but we'll put it away now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will take the aforementioned short break. And then we will come back uh, to talk about some English cricketers. Uh, we've managed to shoehorn some, some an England bit into, into this show as well. Beautiful. All hands from Roy. Off the legs, bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow. Four more. 50 for Joe Root. He's just ticked along. For six of the innings. To the leg side, it's another six. Oh. Oh, six more, six more, six more, and 50 for Butler from just 22 delivery. Just Butler taking England to a famous win. Yes, that's right. We are doing a Brits Abroad segment. Um, we've obviously got plenty of players in the IPL at the moment. Um, so, what we're going to do is go through and quickly rate them one to ten in terms of their performance. Uh, in the IPL to date, and then we'll move on to highlight who's going to be in the Big Bash League, um, another T20 tournament based in Australia, which also goes on forever. Um, let's start um, with the IPL. Um, top top rankings, boys. Uh, ten being good, one being uh, terrible. Um, who should we start with? Sam Curran? Well, the easiest way to do this will probably be team by team, won't it? I'd have thought. So why don't we start with Sam Curran? Because he is the he is the sole English representative at the Chennai Super Kings, um, and in probably in many ways has, has been the most or, or high profile or biggest breakout uh, English player. Um, what do you think of Sam so far, Max, as as, as a Surrey boy? Uh, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, he's obviously been. Um... I, I don't. I don't know if you would call it the luxury, but he's certainly been afforded the advantage of performing reasonably well in a team of absolute diabolical performances. <laughs> you, you talk so, about England um, or CSK. He's been able to stand head and shoulders above the rest by being quite good. Oh, I mean, I would, I, he's had a couple of um, uh, fairly standout innings and a few pretty good spells with the ball as well. Um, but I mean, the issue for for him is that not much of it's turned into a winning cause because everything around him is just so bad. Yeah, Max, I think you summarised it quite nicely. I've got the raw numbers, and everyone knows cricket really is about the stats that you ultimately produce. Um, Sam Curran scored 173 runs at 21 and taken 13 wickets at 23 with an economy rate of 8.4. So like, none of that's particularly stunning. Um, but in in the in csk the environment yeah. yeah he's done he he has actually played quite well and i think because he can do both facets of the game to at least an average if not slightly better than average standard he's actually had a pretty good tournament and i i if i were to give him a mark which i will now i, I would say 7.5 unless we want to do whole numbers in which case maybe you could round it up to an 8 yeah i was going well, to i was, I was, I was going 8 yeah yeah, eight around. I've got eight written down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that's that's even with the Surrey bias. I've been um, my my moderators have agreed with me. Well, I yeah, just, uh, I just think he's, he's good in terms of the strike rate again. Like Sam Curry's come in, he's he's batted different positions in the order. He's bowled. He's got some high profile wickets as well. And I think he's the only um, player in the IPL this season to go past 150 runs and take 15 wickets. 
I think that's something that is really helpful in sort of because CSK are going to be clearing out a lot, aren't they? Next time, next time yes. around, if they've got time in the next few months, and uh, I'd imagine Sam Curran is someone that they'll be looking to sort of uh, I don't know, wouldn't say build a team around, but he'll be central no. to to um, to how they set up, and He's a... the fact that he can do both of those. Uh, aspects of the game and open the batting if you want from time to time uh, gives him a lot of options so he's a, a good good bloke to have around he's a little bit like a pocket version of Dre Ross like he's not as good <laughs> at batting or bowling but he can do both to a standard mm-hmm. and and um, Dan Weston who comes on our show every now and then to talk about cricket analytics um is very fond of selecting a player who can bat in the top six, but also bowl a minimum of two overs because it gives you yeah. a lot of flexibility. And it also means, well, you, or you can you can kind of pick another specialist hitter at seven or, or whatever. And they don't really have to bring anything from the bowling point of view because you're covering that uh, higher up the order. And Curran can do that in the same way that Andre Russell can. They're playing, like, obviously slightly different games. I mean, Andre Russell is an elite player, but... Um, Curran, Curran has a place, and I, I think he'll he'll do well in the future. Where would we like to go now, Max? Uh, well, why don't we move up the table, one by move one? Well, oh, well, that's not the way I've got them written down here. So that <laughs> well, why don't we go with the way you've got them but, written uh, down then? Well, Jeff? no, I, I think I can. If I think I can freestyle this. So, um, yeah. Johnny Bairstow for Sunrisers Hyderabad, uh, who I believe a second bottom. Uh, Correct. <laughs> he scored three hundred forty-five runs at thirty-one with a strike rate of one hundred twenty-five, which are the raw numbers. Um, but what do you think about Johnny's IPL in general, Ross? He's in a he's in the Sunrisers Hyderabad, who are just an abyss of a team this season. <laughs> um, unfortunately, he's being led by David Warner, which I can't believe anyone can perform properly with David Warner as their leader. Um, I'd say that Johnny Besto has done reasonably well. He's been okay with the gloves. Um, he's also still really bad at reviewing when he's behind the stumps, which is great to see. He doesn't lose his good personality. Um, I'm actually going to go for a 5 out of 10. Max, what do you reckon? Um, I I have a similar review, but was going to go with a 6. I think he's done He's done okay. But yeah, so um, I, there I hasn't been he... a blistering sort of... Yeah, I would agree with that. Expect. 6. Yeah. There's not really that much to talk about. He's had a very average tournament, a couple of scores, and, and that's about it. With his yeah. complexion, um, though, with his complexion... Back, playing in the UAE, fair play to him. Like sun cream potentially in the eyes. Like you, you never know what the uh, issues he's faces are, do you? Moving up the table to the Rajasthan Royals. This is this is, this team is the bumper England. team, isn't it? Yeah, It'll this is the England performance um, franchise. <laughs> uh, moving in terms of performance, or at least sort of impact, we'll start with Tom Curran. He has scored a few runs and taken the three wickets at seventy. How many games with- has he played? Uh, six, I think, uh, with an economy of 11.4, um, which isn't great. No. Uh, I'm going to give him a three. Not really much more to talk about. Not Is a great a, tournament for a, him. He's been a bit of a Ben Stokes placeholder, it, hasn't he? He was unlucky in that he had to play two games as a bowler at Sharjah. Um, and then mm. obviously Stokes came in for the <laughs> games where they're not playing at Sharjah. So the economy of 11.4 may be a little bit... Um, might have a, a charge of bias yeah. to it, but I don't think you could say he's had a particularly good tournament. So no. I, I'd probably go a three there. Ross? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, honestly, he's, he's been there. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought I thought he did really well in the ODIs versus uh, Australia and has just been unfortunate to be on the receiving end of Ben Stokes coming back. Agree with you? Yeah. 
Um, should we speak about Stokes then, who who effectively has replaced Curran? He scored 217 runs at 43, the strike rate of 130, uh, and bold garbage. Um, Ross, I think we know what you're going to talk about, but what what do you think of uh, Stokes' tournament so far? Uh, well, he has he's a game winner, right? And there's a whole thing around uh, what Brendan McCullum kind of uh, bases himself on. It isn't about uh, your average that if you're looking at yourself in a kind of a 16 game tournament it's all around the games you win for your club um ben stokes has ultimately already won them one game this weekend with a fantastic century and he'll probably potentially win them a couple more if they uh, if they continue in the vein um if he continues that vein of form so uh yeah i think he's it's unfair to say that he's not performed well throughout the tournament i just don't think he's uh, that kind of player so um i think he's too good so 7 out of 10 for me Oh, that's strong. Uh, Max, what do you reckon? Well, I would agree, actually. Um, before this weekend, I would have had him down as a four or a five. And after that century, it's probably given him an extra two points. Okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm going to come in lower on Stokes. Um, basically, I don't. his bowling isn't better than Tom Curran's, who's the replacement player. Um, and he's bowling so bad that they, they kind of stopped using him. Um, you can, obviously, you can't take away the century, can you? Um, and t- until the century happened, he was probably having a two out of ten tournament um, from the perspective of an overseas player, anyway. But then he gets it, doesn't he? So he like the, the the that has to be taken into consideration. But I still think overall, for a guy who's basically uh, kind of playing a kind like an anchorish role, he's he's doing it fairly averagely. So I'm going to go a six, maybe maybe even a five. Okay. Well, for for one point four million, you, I can agree with you on that. You should be getting more for him. But if you look at it in grand terms, like that's like the equivalent of like a, turning a, up a halfway through one player off the plane. In, in yeah. um, Josh Butler, what do you think about him? Five, five. Maybe, yeah, maybe six. Max. Yeah, he's not done brilliantly, is he? I I think Josh Butler has done just as well as Stokes. Basically, he's yeah. scored. 271 runs, lower average, but a higher strike rate. So yeah. I'd probably he's, say he's won them one or two games. To be fair, so on, on, my, on my, I can't. I need to be consistent with my criteria. But there is a thing <laughs> here where Josh Butler has dropped himself down the order, and I think that is a, that's a mistake. Well, I don't know. Has he or has Steve Smith dropped him down the order? If you're Josh Butler, who's just smashed Australia all over the place, Steve Smith doesn't have a, a say in that. If Josh Butler is going, I'm opening the batting. I'm superstar. He's not doing that at the moment. I don't know why. But so maybe it's Steve Smith retribution. But Stokes is saying that, though, isn't he? Stokes is saying, "I want to open the batting." No, I want to open the batting. That's basically what's happening. Their to- I think Stokes, their Smith, and- <laughs> Stokes yeah. Smith and Butler all want to open the batting, and Joffrey Archer probably does as well. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, six out of ten. I mean, there's not a Butler has been an interesting one. Like you, uh, he's normally box office, but um, not this been- time. Yeah, Jofra. Uh, yeah. Jofra. Uh, well, you know, seventeen wickets, a uh, very handy economy rate below seven. Uh, quite a lot of sixes. Um, I think he's got a strike rate of about two hundred with the bat. It's uh, probably a nine, isn't he? Yeah, Maybe he, even say a ten. Yeah, is he the? He's bowled what? The majority of the fastest deliveries in the tournament. Yeah, yeah comfortable but... nine. He's been he's been outstanding. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah, when people are really good, there's not really that much to say besides they're really good, is there? No, no. but I mean, it's it's just showed in how people are, are starting to face him now in um, 
in in games against Rajasthan Royals, partly because the rest of their bowling isn't all that either. But they are just like, all right, let's try not get to out out to Jofra Archer and score whatever <laughs> we can off the rest of them. It is, uh, it is basically that is the game plan, isn't it? Uh, he's having a great tournament. It's just a shame that it's happening for the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving up the table to the Kings Eleven Punjab, we have oh, one no, English no, player. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 no, yeah, you're no, correct. No, 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 uh, no. Moving up the table to the Kolkata Knight Riders, <laughs> there are a couple of English players there. We'll start with the guy who's only played a couple of games, Tom Banton. He's got 18 runs uh, in the tournament. You can't really judge him for you that. You can't grade someone on that, can you? Yeah. So he's ungradable, is that what we're saying? Big NA. You. <laughs> Big NA, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he, he didn't do anything in the two games he had, but, you know, that's... Um, yeah. Um, and then um, and then there's the new captain, the new sheriff in town, uh, Owen Morgan, who has had a pretty good tournament with the bat. Um, have you enjoyed or have you rated Owen Morgan's contribution to the Knight Riders, Ross? Yeah, I think um, it's interesting, right, with him taking over the captaincy from uh, Danish nicest man in cricket, Kartik, as he's, uh, he's dubbed. Um, it's, it's just a bit harsh on him, I think. He's got such a good reputation, obviously, for winning the World Cup in England and the transformation of the ODIs, that he's been dumped with an absolute pile of shit in KKR's <laughs> team. Um, they just, just haven't performed at all well. And with Dre Russ being out, Sonal Narayan having questions over his action, I just think he's been given kind of a car crash to deal with and he's just trying to deal with it the best he can. So what's that boil down to as a, a raw number? Or probably a 6.5, 7. Ooh, 7. Max? Oh, you, I think you've got to give him at least an 8. I mean, at least he's got, an eight. He's got a promotion. He's got a promotion. How, how, better do you, how better do you judge your performance for an organisation than, uh, than an in-year promotion? Oh, so are we saying 10 out of 10? Are we saying he's levelled up? Uh, well, he, I guess well, he's not. Right. He's not the coach as well. So he is. He is the only player who wasn't the captain at the beginning of the tournament, and now is the captain. There'll be like 150 people who have played in the IPL this year. So that's you know. Now you now you now you put it like that, Max. I I, um, I was going to go with a seven, but it has to be a ten. In seriousness, he has he has seriousnessness. He has batted well as well. Like he's. Um, and I don't think he's failed too many times from um, from what I've watched. He's always contributed. No, he's a rare player on that team who hasn't cost them a match. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> he also is typically coming in where they're like 10 for three. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oh, cheers, lads. This is exactly the kind of time I want to come in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll give him a seven. Um, which moves us up the table to the Kings of Punjab and Chris Jordan. Uh, seven wickets, an economy around nine, an average of thirty with the ball. He's batted a couple of times, but like that's not really, not really enough to judge him. Uh, Chris Jordan, for for me, if you, he started the tournament with one of the worst bowling performances in in maybe the history of the IPL, uh, as he didn't take a wicket and went for fifty five or something like that. Um, so to to have somehow dragged his economy back down to nine, bearing in mind that Kings Eleven is still using him as a death bowler, um, I think it's quite. Good. I think he's had quite a good IPL, and I, I think there were probably some questions about whether he could do the death bowling job at IPL level or elite international level. And I think in the last five games, six games, he has turned in performances that suggest that he can do that. He might not be the number one best bowler at that 
but he's I think above average, and I, I think um, I think people should maybe reconsider the writing him off. Um, so I I would go with a seven, um, but he's definitely trending upwards. So I, I reckon he could make that an eight by the uh, end of the group stage, oh, and then okay. a nine by the. <laughs> So if you're listening to the uh, Stocks and Shares report, Chris Jordan, <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Ross, what do you think of the uh, of Chris Jordan? No, I agree with you. I think um, it takes quite a lot of uh, lot to come back from losing a game for for a franchise, and then I think they can be quite fickle. You can easily find yourself on the sidelines for the rest of the tournament. Um, so I think he's come back, and I think he's actually won them two games. So actually, he's positive. He's net positive. He's in a good position. I'm going to go eight out of ten. Yeah, strong Max. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, t- a tournament of two halves, isn't it? For the first six or seven games, you'd probably give them a, a two, possibly even a one. <laughs> and then for the the most recent, you've got it's got to be like a nine. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, I'd, I'd say in seven. The last, in give the last three, in the last three games, I think he's taken um, six wickets for about a hundred off uh, twelve overs. Um, he's won a super over. Uh, and and certainly was like the the one of the the, the major reasons they won uh, the first their game over the weekend, which we'll get into in a, in a minute. Um, but we will finish off um, with Mo and Ali at uh, <laughs> Royal Challengers Bangalore. Um, he hasn't really had much of a game. Well, he, he's played a few games now. I, I'm just he's, he's just doing that very frustrating thing with Moeen where he just goes he blows so hot and cold. Mm. Um, it's just quite quite annoying. I'd say he's probably the worst player there at the moment yeah so he's going down with Tom Curran three out of ten maybe two out of ten I I would put him in the Banton group so he's only played two or three games and I I think in one of those games he only batted for about well he came in very late after Coley and De Villiers had sort of made a bed for Royal Challengers Bangalore (laughs) to 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 die in um (laughs) so I don't I don't think he's really done anything about that um and his bowling is probably not um quite top level so I get again I don't think you can necessarily judge him for that either so I, I'm I'm going to withhold judgment on Mo and Ali Max what do you reckon yeah well if I'm if I'm not grading Tom Banton it would be mean to grade Moe and Ali as well you wusses okay. well that pretty much uh, that sums up Brits abroad for the IPL um, so so there's there's you know obviously there's uh, two teams at the top of the table they 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 not have any English players um, so the Mumbai Indians don't, and the Delhi Capitals don't. So oh dear, boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Um, I guess don't buy British is what we've learned from the IPL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if that's changed how England will view their um, T20 World Cup selection. I don't think anyone's really jumped. Off the page. Yeah, in, Sam Curran's doing, doing himself no harm. Sam Curran's probably in the squad now, isn't he? Um, yeah. Whereas he may not have been. But I don't think otherwise there's been any major changes. Max, who's going to Australia? Uh, well, a few more people than uh, originally were, Jack, because the Big Bash League is now allowing three overseas players per team um, instead of the two that they had last year, which is, uh, I think, good for the competition. Obviously, the IPL allows you to have four so um, it's obviously a move to try and compete with that a bit more. Bearing in mind the IPL is significantly more popular and successful than the Big Bash, although it is um, it, it's getting there, I suppose. Uh, so they're um, joining the boys who are already going to the Big Bash, which are Liam Livingston at Perth, Alex Hales at Sydney Thunder, Tom Banton at Brisbane Heat, Tom Curran at the Sydney Sixers, um, 
we've also got David Milan joining the Hobart Hurricanes and Jason Roy joining Liam Livingston at Perth. So there's a couple of names in there that are obviously not part of the IPL and uh, and have fairly good 2020 records. And um, uh, well, Liam Livingston has been in the IPL for quite a few years, not not around this year. And uh, Tom Curran will be hoping to turn things around a bit, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think traditionally speaking, the the big bash is, is maybe a slightly lower level of competition. Um, so whereas Tom Curran or Liam Livingston might get picked up by an IPL team to to fill a gap, maybe play three or four matches, they should get a full season um, yeah. in the big bash. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they go. <laughs> Um, and I and I, and I do think that um, the, the England selectors will take into account um, performances in the Big Bash as well. So it's definitely something to play for from an international point of view. Yeah. Um, and on, from that pers- perspective, it will be quite big for Tom Banton as well, who, as we just said, only played a couple of games for uh, in the IPL. Yeah, and he was the star of the show in the in the Big Bash, or certainly from an English perspective anyway, last year. So um, it'll be good to see him go round again. It's a shame that, that well, it's not a shame. It's just time difference, isn't it? Um, that it's on so late at night, so it's quite hard to actually follow um, how some of those players are getting on with the IPL. Um, well, it's, it's just there in the day. Um, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to avoid it almost. Um, will you be Will you be paying attention to anyone in particular, Max? Uh, obviously, I'll be keeping a keen eye on uh, on the Surrey fellows. The Surrey fellows is that what yeah. they're called now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good Um, anything else on Brits Abroad before we wrap up and um, move on to the IPL we love hearing from our listeners so please follow us at the cricket pod on Twitter and Instagram or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way Matthew Hayden's personal website we want to hear about it so from wherever you're from send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Yes, let's talk about the IPL. Um, we're going to do a quick preview of the upcoming games, but first we are going to do a review of the games that have recently happened, um, starting from Friday. Um, the first game was Mumbai Indians versus Chennai Super Kings. Jack, uh, what happened in that game? Well, right at the beginning of the tournament they tried to tell everyone that Chennai Super Kings v Mumbai Indians was the El Clasico of cricket Um, this game wasn't Uh, (laughs) this game really wasn't very good at all uh, actually Um, so it was between it was between the biggest or the best team in the tournament uh, Mumbai Indians and the biggest laughing stock uh, the Chennai Super Kings Chennai batted first and immediately collapsed Um, Sam Curran kind of salvaged well, or saved a bit of face didn't really salvage anything um, and he got them up to 114 um, that wasn't ever going to be enough and actually Mumbai won without losing a wicket Ishan Kishan scoring 60 odd and De Kock also uh, getting kind of like 45 fairly quickly um, and that was it there's not really much left to say about this game. Uh, it took uh, the only thing I noticed was that it took CSK three overs to score more runs than they had lost wickets at the start of their innings. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was that was that three for four they were. That's that's the kind of game of cricket this was. Um, Imran Tahir did a ramp shot. Um, yeah, which was which was, was good, good. Um, and that was it. Uh, a lot of people are saying this might be the end of the road for Dhoni. He. Um, 
he only averages well, he averages twenty eight with a strike rate under one hundred and twenty. Um, obviously, because of the BCCI's regulations, he isn't allowed to go and play another franchise league. So if he, if um, well, if if he doesn't go and play domestic cricket in India. Uh, he will only be playing the IPL, and I think there's quite a lot of time in between tournaments for for an aging MS Dhoni. Um, could be like Federer. Could, he, could take a year off, come come back revitalised. Possibly. I mean, I think he might do the next one because it will be in May in India, and I think he'll want to do a farewell. But mm. um, that's really all there was. I mean, I, I don't know. Either of you got any thoughts on Chennai Super Kings v Mumbai Indians? It, it kind of went the way we all thought, I, I reckon. No, yeah, saying, we said I'm it'd so be a hammering. Pumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, there we are. Uh, moving on to Saturday morning, where like actually important games started <laughs> to take place. The first game of the, the weekend proper taking place on Saturday morning um, for our UK listeners was between the Kolkata Knight Riders and Delhi Capitals. So uh, Kolkata Knight Riders, they batted first and um, things started out really badly for them. So they um, they lost well two early wickets, um, limped through the power play, scoring at less than a run a ball, uh, and then lost a third wicket in the seventh over, um, which is when they sent in Sunil Narain. Um, just well, less than nine overs later, him and Nitish Rana had added 113 runs which meant that KKR got to a fairly imposing total of 194. Uh, then in the Capitals innings, um, Pat Cummins, he took early wickets, and, and well, the Capitals innings never really um, got going, and KKR won by 59 runs. Um, obviously, boys, the big turning point was the decision by KKR to play a wild card and send Sunil Narayan in early, and then um, subsequently his partnership with Nitish Rana, what did you make of that decision um, from presumably Morgan or to, 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 to send in the Rhine? Well, I think it was a good decision, obviously, but I think the uh, I think what we really need to highlight here is how bad Ayer's decision was just to feed Narine <laughs> just shit spin bowling. <laughs> he went all he went they went around the park all of the spinners, and it's the one thing that when you look at the matchups that Narine is is favourable for. He doesn't like pace bowling. It's the reason that he's been dropped down the order from opening from the start of the uh, tournament. And uh, him and Rana absolutely smashed it to bits. Love to see it. Yeah, um, that's that's a, a reasonable summary. So Dan Weston, we'll shout out to him again, the uh, the cricket podcast cricket analyst. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he, unpaid. He, he actually sent us over um, a, a, a link to a breakdown of Narayan's stats, and um, he did, look he can score quite quickly off fast bowling. He, he still scores at one hundred and thirty. But against spin and medium pace bowling, he scores at about 170. So, Ross, to, to, to put what you said into numbers, basically, um, Shreyas I made the decision to use bowlers that you, he would expect or Narayan would expect to be able to score at 170 runs per 100 balls off when he had uh, Nokia and Rabada in his pocket to to, to bowl at Narayan, who... who, who well, struggles okay. Well, struggles struggles slightly against. Um, now, what Shreyas Iyer would say, I reckon, is that um, Owen Morgan hadn't come out to bat at this point, and he had to keep Nokia and Rabada's over overs back for the threat of um, of of Owen Morgan. But but like that is kind of a fundamental misunderstanding 
of the situation. Um, Owen Morgan doesn't actually score quicker again or, or, or against um, spinners um, than he does against fast bowlers. So in the trade-off there, the the rather obvious game theory solution, if you like, is to to bring Brabada and Nokia on early and then just save Ashwin and Axel Patel for the end. Um, and it's not like, I think, um, I think you probably agree with this, it's not like uh, Ravi Ashwin couldn't bowl some overs at the death. Um, poor captaincy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but as we, as we were discussed on WhatsApp, I think um, I has done a pretty good job up until now in the tournament. And I think um, you're allowed an off, off game or two. Um, someone who didn't have an off day was Chakravarti, who took five for 20. Um, fantastic, fantastic performance. It's a little bit of a forgotten man in all of that. But yeah, the, I think it was the first fifer of the IPL. So, um, so and, you don't get many fifers and 20 overs, do you? That's a, yeah. that's a and sterling that's effort. Him. It's propelled him into the India team. So, you know, a good weekend um, for Varun. Uh, you know, there's not really much to add on that game, I don't think. It was uh, the Shreya Sire's captaincy ruined it for everyone. Um, and it did, it meant that going into the afternoon game, uh, Kolkata and Knight Riders were probably feeling quite good about themselves. Uh, and the two chasing teams, Sunrisers Hyderabad and Kings Eleven Punjab, who were playing each other, um, knew that they had to win, basically, Max. Yes, they did. Oh, boys. Oh, <laughs> dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> So when it came oh. to Kings Eleven, did they post about 120? It was all it was all going so well, Ross. It was all going so well for the Sunrisers. Um, I, Kings Eleven Punjab they started pretty quickly, um, but they were, interestingly, Sunrisers went for a, a quite an early move to death bowling tactics. Um, so that coupled with Rashid Khan bowling out of his mind, um, pretty much stopped them in their tracks. So um, I mean, Gail got. Uh, thought out, I suppose. They they kept bowling wide Yorkers. It was frustrating him, and eventually he ended up um, knocking Jason Holder down to long off. And then immediately after that, Rashid Khan bowled one of the best googlies you'll see in the IPL to get rid of Kale Rahul. It was so good, <laughs> so good. Um, uh, and yeah, from from that point, they never they didn't get going again, and um, the Kings Eleven sort of trundled slowly to a. I think it's fair to say quite a gettable. 126, you reckon? <laughs> I think that's target. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, basically a run a ball, and you're and you're right back in the IPL, like pushing fourth place. It's a real moment for Sunrisers to to grab the competition by the scruff of the neck and forget about all the shit that they served up for the start of the tournament. And um, and they actually started doing that pretty well. They they were 56 for none off uh, off about six overs. Um, Warner and Best though started really well, and it was all looking pretty rosy. Um, and then they both got out to absolutely dreadful sweep shots, one conventional and one reverse. Um, but even then, they needed 62 off 71 balls. So you literally just think, oh, let's just knock it about. It's fine. Like, the commentators would actually, for once, be within their rights to say, just knock it around, take the singles. Um, uh, Five overs left, they still only needed a runner ball. Uh, they'd eased off a little too much, and it was literally a runner ball rather than uh, a bit less. Um, but, you know, still still fine. Um, were Manish they, were Pandy... they leaving the ball at this point? <laughs> well, Manish Pandey had scored 15 of 29, so uh, <laughs> at this point you might think that maybe he had. Um, probably, fortunately, for uh, for Sunrisers, he eventually um, belted it to long off, uh, where the 
really good catch, to be fair. By, it is uh, a good catch, yeah. By uh, Jagadisha, Jagadisha Suchif. Um, like, full on the run, fully sprinting, right by the boundary edge, pouched it, and just kept going. It was like a bit like um, the the one from uh, the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Sheldon Cottrell's? Yeah, yeah, Ridiculous yeah. Ridiculous catch. Yeah, it wasn't too dissimilar from that. Um, but actually, at that point is when the wheels came flying off. Um, Kings Eleven probably got themselves back into the game in quite unconventional fashion um, via hurling the ball <laughs> at the stumps. <laughs> But not hitting the stumps, just hitting Vijay Shankar in the side of the head. So he'd been batting pretty well, um, uh, sort of seeing them home. And then immediately after getting smacked in the head by a cricket ball that was supposedly aimed at the stumps, it was very, very long way from the stumps. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I would never say that he was aiming for the man because he wasn't. But it took a massive bounce, went miles over the stumps and uh, hit Shankar in the head. Um, he was then out very quickly afterwards. Um and then, for some reason, the remaining batsmen all just inexplicably decided they were going to hit the ball in the air to the fielders. Yeah. And probably take some of... Uh, like That discredits Chris Jordan, who bowled really well. Um, took three for 17 and uh, two key wickets at the end. But, essentially, Sunrisers needed a run a ball. They were 100 for three, and they were 114 all out. And I think the final wicket summed it up perfectly with the most disastrous run out of Khalil Ahmed, which just defies all possible description and explanation without just, like, without, he you just, just got to go and watch it. He just knocks it, like, for an easy single, and it's sort of an infield, in the infield, but a comfortable single. And he just walks the first 10 yards, and then he's like, oh, wait, I need to run. And he's out by yards. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really matter at that point. It I didn't, just... but it was, it was, it kind of summed it up, didn't it? Yeah, I, it was a strange game. So I actually I was watching this game, and then at the end of the um, the Sunrisers power play, uh, the game looked so over because Warnerwick like kind of went ballistic, and he's got thirty off twenty balls or something, didn't he? Yeah. Um, or ballistic for Warner this year, anyway. And I was just like, well, this game's over. I'm going to go out, and I didn't realise that Kings Eleven had won until until the day after. I actually <laughs> overnight I had a dream about David Warner appearing on this podcast. <laughs> Like 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 some kind with, of cricket with the IPL angel trophy. Gabriel, um, he came and he talked about his like subpar performance in the IPL so far. He was really nice, very honest, answered all our questions, um, improved my opinion of the man. To be honest, um, <laughs> anyway. So then I so anyway I I, I I watched back the highlights in the morning and um, the, the the IPL highlights packages they're like five minutes long for the whole game, so it's really really intense um and it goes from as max says 100 for three to, to 114 all out and the last like seven wickets you know those um like flick flicky animation things flick you know book, what yeah. they're called flick books yeah yeah so watching that it's like a celebration version of that the celebrations get more and more energetic it's like so the like the fourth <laughs> yeah. wicket that goes down the bowler's just sort of like yeah come on a wicket for me like he's obviously celebrating a personal landmark really that like, will help uh, my progress towards the purple cap <laughs> yeah K.O. Rahul doesn't really care he's wicket keeping then the next wicket goes down there's a little bit more K.O. Rahul put, like celebrates and then the third wicket goes down suddenly people are running around <laughs> and then there's a then they're screaming um and it is you can see in like 30 seconds of this video a team go from like dejection to like the kind of holy shit we're actually going to do this um 
reaction. It was such a such an unbelievable um, turnaround in in what has been an unbelievable turnaround for the for the Kings eleven. Um, yeah. Also, so after that, I, I watched the the post match stuff. Um, I don't know if either of you saw this, but Dave Warner he won three awards for the game. Um, and that meant that he had to, so after the game, they give like six awards. There's like, oh, young player of the game, best piece of fielding or whatever. Um, and you, you go up, you get a little trophy and you have to smile and, um, and have your photo taken. Do your stuff, um, yeah. Yeah, so Dave Warner, he gets called up three times and the guy's like, oh, here's Dave Warner. He is the super striker of the match because he's hit three sixes. And then there's Dave Warner goes and gets his check and, and the trophy and walks off the stage. And then the guy goes again. <laughs> oh, look, it's Dave Warner again. He is the player of the match for scoring 30 off 20 balls. It's a shame his team lost, though. <laughs> Dave Warner comes up, gets the trophy and goes off. And then again, he's like, oh, and... Um, the next award is for the most Dave Warner lookalike award. It's Dave Warner. It's a shame his team lost, though. And Dave Warner basically goes up and looks sadder and angrier each, each time. It's it's a thing of beauty if you're an England fan. You should go and check um, that out. But what a, what an unbelievable game, I think, overall for the Kings eleven. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm, I'm fully aboard the Kings eleven Punjab train. <laughs> Well, it's, it's going pretty quickly. <laughs> Such a comeback, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I hope you're already on board rather than trying to get on it because you'll struggle. <laughs> Got some well, momentum. Let's move on to Sunday's game and RCB versus Chennai Super Kings. Um, in true RCB style, they had a gimme to bag two points and strengthen their playoff position and decided to play 50 over cricket instead of 20 over cricket. I think is uh, the way I kind of summarise this. Um, and they got battered by Chennai Super Kings, the worst team in the tournament. Um, <laughs> they did, yeah. It, it was runnable idiocy, I've got written down here. <laughs> it was a really nice 50-over partnership between De Villiers and Coley. You can yeah. see why people think they're so good at 50-over cricket. Or, <laughs> or you can see why they are so good. They were getting, they were scoring seven runs and over, no trouble. Yeah, they, 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 they looked like they were playing a different game, like a completely different <laughs> game. And it wasn't, until, it wasn't until it was too late they realised they yeah, actually were They needed to be scoring game. nine runs and over. That was a problem. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was really quite daft. Um, and I think they also demonstrated why they probably won't win the IPL here. Um, they've kind of been... We're, we're on the bowling front. Sundar's kind of showed up from time to time, but Chahal has been like their main kind of guy. And... And Chris Morris has also turned up recently, um, but they can't do it all the time. And like the backup cast of their bowlers is just not strong enough. Mm. Um, they kind of go around the park a little bit. Um, we touched upon Super Sam Curran earlier. Um, he did really well again. Uh, bowled three overs, nine, uh, three for nineteen. I think Donny might have forgotten that he had another over. Maybe it's a thing to do with his age. I'm not entirely sure. He is quite old. Um, and also, what I really enjoyed about the commentators on this was um, that their minds were blown that Deepak Chahar could actually swing the ball. It was like they'd never seen someone swing a cricket ball before. And it was it was again one of those things where the commentators, one of them mentions it, and then it's all they talk about as a, as a trio. Yeah, they, that does happen quite a lot in the IPL. Yeah. If the it has pitch... started swinging a bit though, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. The last few it games, has... more, yeah, than, the... more than it had. I think there's the humidity's changed, hasn't it? So it's actually yeah. the, there's quite a significant change in like uh, temperature and humidity. And that's now definitely contributing to some of the uh, <laughs> three over uh, scores that we've seen over the last <laughs> last few weeks. Yeah, there's also worry. some weird batting going on. Um, <laughs> well, you mean I can't just stand there and whack it everywhere? So she's going to do something with De Villiers and Coley. Do you think they maybe just misread the pitch? Because it's so odd. 
That it was it was so weird watching them just tap the ball around. Did they think maybe this is a hundred and forty five wicket and um and and we're the two that can get us up to hundred and forty five? Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think you, you, as you, I think you hit it on the nail on the head earlier. Around that they were they were playing a different game. They were just knocking around at ease, scoring at seven and over. They they weren't looking like they needed to hit more runs. Mm. They looked perfectly comfortable. Um, but then Guyquad came out and smashed it all over the pass. Raya do as well. Um, Dhoni obviously contributed with a strike rate of ninety. Um, so <laughs> fortunately, Faf de Plessis is in the side, and uh, I was saying he's having a great tournament. Faf, like, he has had a good tournament. Yeah. Um, but the fielding was incredible on the boundary. I think he took three catches, but there was one where he dived forward and then did this little flick up to the other other fielder. Completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, but that's oh, what it was, good. it was good. It was good to show that he could do it. Yeah, the, the IPL is all about completely unnecessary yeah, things, yeah. and I'm glad Faf bought into that. Um, and uh, I just wanted to say, well done to um, Santner, who joined the uh, joined the fray of the IPL, finally got a game, and bowled very well for his um, 23 for one. Uh, Do- Dhoni said afterwards, didn't he? He said it was nice to see the youngsters out there enjoying themselves. Was he talking about Mitchell Santner? I, I, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Uh, it was great to see Guy Quad back really well, and uh, we'll see what happens over the coming games as they're now out of the tournament. Um, and hopefully, they'll play a few more youngsters. Um, they don't, so they don't really have any though, do they? So Donny did say that they, he was happy the youngsters had a good game. I had a look through their team. Guy Quad is twenty three, and Sam Curran's twenty two, and everyone else is like a normal age for a cricketer. <laughs> they're not. Um, there's nothing particularly special. I mean, even twenty two is not. It's not Dev Dut Padakal, is it? No, it's not. Not at all. Uh, well, let's move on from uh, that, that game to uh, Mumbai Indians versus Rajasthan Royals. Um, we said that the only way you'd beat Mumbai Indians is if one of your guns turns up. And the only way that Rajasthan Royals win games is if one of their guns turns up. And that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. Stokes, come off the hour, come off the Stokes, I have written down here. Um, he's the first player to score two centuries in successful run chases. Um and ultimately, Mumbai Indians must have thought they'd won this because uh, Pandya went absolutely mental. He went ballistic. He scored 52 off of 11 balls at one point in his innings. What? Which is just, uh, yeah, yeah. so he, got, he hit 60 off of 21, but that included 52 off 11 deliveries, apparently. Jeez. So, uh, remarkable it, scenes. Um, it was, it was. I mean, Hardik, Sampson and Stokes and that put on a clinic of hitting power. Yeah. They, all three of them were playing some big boy shots. Yeah, I mean... Uh, on, on the Pandya side, they were feeding him full tosses, but that, that's rather near <laughs> here nor there. Um, their bowlers just certainly had an off day. Like, you, don't, you don't expect Boomer, Bolt, Patterson to bowl like drains, and yet I think um, every single one of their bowlers went at over nine and over. So uh, you're not going to win too many games when you do that. Um, I have wanted to point out that I really did laugh at Ishan Kishan. He, uh, he, I think he got um, Joffrey Archer bowled one on his pads and it hit him on the knee. So he's got plenty of padding there. He went down and had a little cry. Did he? Yeah, a little cry. And he, he, you know he's got the kind of rock star look that he's going for. His personal brand is all built around. He's got an earring, got tats, got a, a potentially trendy haircut, as some people would say. He was still I'd like to see Ross get hit on the knee by Joffrey Archer. Oh, uh, see how I'll he wearing, reacts. I'm wearing pads. I'll be fine. Absolutely fine. Joffrey Archer's pie. Um, he did take two more wickets in this. And uh, as you say, Samsung back on song. Great to see. Um... That kind of wraps up the game, I think, unless you've got anything else to add on that front. No, it's, it's maybe, I mean, like, it's one of the ones, if you're an England fan, it's worth going to track down some highlights of that Stokes innings. It was, it was, it was vintage Stokesy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was great, it was great to watch. And I think, yeah, it's also good for the tournament, right? Mumbai Indians, no, no one is running away with it. 
No one is sitting top on like 18, 20 points. It is condensing down, and uh, this just about keeps Radstone Royals in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Does that bring us on to today, Maxwell? Indeed it does. Come um, on, Big Show. <laughs> so you might have uh, might have mentioned, well, we did mention over the weekend, uh, rather, that uh, this evening's game, especially, uh, you know, uh, bearing in mind how results went over the weekend, was very much a, a four-pointer uh, with KKR in fourth place taking on Kings of Punjab in fifth. Uh, probably more than that. It wasn't far off being actually a knockout game for Kings of Punjab. Uh, if, if they lost today, uh, they'd be four points off the playoffs with two to play. Um, and with, with them and KKR both playing Rajasthan Royals and CSK in their final two games. Um, so that would have left them in a pretty, pretty t- sticky spot. Uh, on the other hand, a win for Kings Eleven Punjab would put them both teams on twelve points, having played twelve games. So that that's a that's a nice little uh, uh, nice little situation to have for the They've last two games. They've blown the doors clean off the IPL, haven't they? Bit of bit of excitement. Uh, uh, and They've game... blown them open. They've blown them off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they have. Uh, they've undone the the arseless chaps of the <laughs> IPL tournament. They've blown up the entire car. <laughs> They're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. And they've, they've gone and blown up the whole thing. Um, in a game of that magnitude, it's important, I think it's fair to say, to uh, get off on the right foot, have a good start to the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kings Eleven Punjab certainly did that. KKR less so. K, uh, Kings Eleven won the toss, put KKR into bat, and then they were 10 for 3. <laughs> uh, Morgan uh, coming in in very familiar territory. I mean, it's no it's no CSK, but it's uh, it's not great. Um, yeah, Owen Morgan came in at temper three and then joined Shubman Gill in showing the failing failing batsman that um, they were missing out because this was at Sharjah. Uh, so any time the ball was anywhere near full, they just swung at it and it went for six because that's what <laughs> happened. Um, and they propelled them actually very quickly up to 90-odd and they were going at nine and a bit and over mm. and you think, oh, this is back on now. Big, big Sharjah score. Um I think that was roughly when uh, Jack said, I can see 220 plays 220 here. <laughs> and almost immediately, um, <laughs> Moe, uh, Morgan got out um, and um, Bishnoi and um, Ashwin turned the screw. Uh, Kings Eleven rely quite heavily on those two in their middle overs to, to keep things tight. Um, uh, but I think also a lot of credit goes to Chris Jordan in, in this period of time because... KKL would probably have been looking to score some runs off him uh, over the middle overs, and he was the man who got Narine out, the potentially dangerous Narine, and uh, helps keep the pressure on with the spinners. Mm-hmm. And the spinners themselves were somewhat helped by Kamalesh uh, Nagakorti and Pat Cummins's inability to pick any of the 20-odd googlies that were sent their way. It was... Oh, it was so, so painful to watch. It in was fairness, torturous. In fairness to the two of them, and um, then it's not really their bag, is it? Like, you're not <laughs> no. sending Pat Cummins out there to, 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 to read the spinners. Like, no, the, 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 damage, after the few, damage was done you to get some an extent. Idea, right? in, well, I don't know if you do. I mean, like, like, do you know how good you have to be to be able to like play elite cricket as a leg spinner? Like, if you were telegraphing which way the ball was going to spin, you'd get pumped, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> um, these the people have made, I would these people have made careers, 
These people have made careers out of being able to spin the ball both ways without people really knowing. Like it's 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 the whole Bishnoi game is that. Yeah. Pat Cummins has made a career out of being a fast bowler. <laughs> like it's a completely I'm... different skill set. Yeah, I mean, fair, fair enough. I mean, it's it may not be what they're supposed to be doing, but it was didn't make it any easier to watch. No, it was funny. I think it's times like that when you do actually see how good those spinners are. Like, it, <clears throat> yeah. it's... it's, it's, it's the, the, I mean, Pat Cummins, yeah, he made his career as a fast bowler, but he can bat not a little a mug bit. With a bat, no. And he, he, he looked like an old man swinging a club. The pair <laughs> of them were made to look... Well, they were, they were shown up big time. They, it was embarrassing. And... Um, they, they, yeah. The spinners got the wickets they deserved. The classic um, googly through the gate, or not so much the gate as it was. It was like um, playing. I mean, this is sort of alluding to the comment that Jack made earlier today, like watching a blind man play PlayStation. But it was like, <laughs> it was like when you play Brian or cricket or something, and you just play the wrong shot <laughs> for a laugh, yeah, and you play like, like a back foot cover drive to a ball that's a, a Yorker, and it just looks. Looks ridiculous odd. and that is exactly yeah. what those wickets look yeah, like they, they were trying to nerdle it into the offside from a gent from the normal leg spin and it just went through the giant Cum- gap Cummins in fairness wasn't actually out when he was given out LBW no that's true a, Cummins... it was just a really good appeal that's a commentator's well, point was, out the umpire bottled it didn't he because uh, he, he didn't give the first one correctly very good decision yes. and um, and then gave one that was identical about three balls later um, so uh so that that I mean, Lockie Ferguson came in with a bit of a cameo, and um, he'd turned it into what would have potentially been a defendable score on a on another ground, but not at Sharjah. Um, and unfortunately, they were playing at Sharjah. So <laughs> even though Kings Eleven started a bit slowly, um, Mandeep Singh in particular struggling against the spin. Yeah, he's um, no goal, is he? No, he's not. He's not. But didn't matter because Universe Boss came in and. Uh, Chris Gale playing at Sharjah is a little bit like introducing a, a shark to a paddling pool. It's just like, it's not big enough for him, is it? <laughs> that, his, I think if his you huge introduce a shark and to a paddling pool, it would die. <laughs> 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 I think you need to reaccess your 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 description. It's one, of those, it's one of those big ones, like that's not, not a swimming pool. But, Ma- you know, Max, you have you got a better anecdote? You get have you got a better summer. anecdote? Like... A, a lagoon. Anyway, a lagoon full hot of tub. chum. What about a hot tub? A hot, uh, no, again, <laughs> it's not on. The hot tub's not on. Well, we get distracted. Chris Gale came yes, in. Yes, we are. Chris smashed Gale it all over in, the scored place. Fifty odd. Scored his thirtieth IPL fifty, and then uh, Mandeep joined the party a bit later on. Once the pace came back, and he smacked it around a bit and scored uh, in the end a nice sixty odd, and they they cantered home five in a row. Kings Eleven. It is pretty incredible, isn't it? Game on. It is pretty incredible. This, they are now this, fourth this, on net run rate. This it's in their hands. Happening. Yeah, I mean they like they they are the favourites to do it. No, Im- they imag- are the imagine to if it. they win. Imagine if they win and how angry Ravi Ashwin would be. <laughs> It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Uh, wow, well, so yeah, no, that is true. Um is that everything for for the the, the reviews of, of of this week's games? It is. It sets up an unbelievably tasty week. We um we had, well we had we had a couple of points um from Twitter that that people were asked us to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, one was what do we think of Mandeep Singh today? Uh, obviously batting after his father died uh, over the weekend. Um, quite a lot of courage. 
or should he be at home? Well, that's a question for for the family, really, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't want to speculate, but um, well done to him for well, getting out there innings. and uh, yeah, helping helping win the game. And um, Thomas McCabe asks, if the Kings Eleven go on to win IPL 2020, does this usurp Tiger Woods as the greatest sporting comeback of all time? No. No. <laughs> Well, there we are. There's the there's the yeah. questions from Twitter. Kings Eleven have been playing cricket for the last few years, so I guess <laughs> there's, there's that. <laughs> at the cricket, um, at the cricket pod. Um, if you if you want us to go into detail on any other topics uh, that, that you can throw our yeah. direction. I mean, Kings Eleven as well. They didn't have a very public falling out with their wife, so there's, there was no off pitch <laughs> yeah, no. turmoil for Kings yeah, Eleven. And, and everyone knows all the back problems in the IPL is CSK because they're all too old. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's the rouge. We'll, we'll, shall we take a quick break and then we'll come back with previews of the weekend or the week's games? So to run through the previews for the next three games, um, in, in some senses, they're not an anticlimax, but the lull before the uh, the big storm next weekend. We'll start with tomorrow's game, obviously, uh, which is Tuesday. Sunrisers Hyderabad taking on the Delhi Capitals. Sunrisers Hyderabad, I think, are out the tournament now, so they've got nothing to play for. Um, Delhi oh, Capitals. They've got, they've got three games left, so they could still do it. Shut up, Max. They, it's they're not, not going to happen. They need the results to dead. go their way. The dream is dead. Um, Sunrisers Hyderabad are out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Delhi Capitals. So after initially surging to the top of the table, the Capitals have struggled the last couple of games. have lost to KKR and Kings Eleven. Um, I expect, though, that a deflated Sunrisers will mm. not put up too much of a fight. So I think the Capitals should be able to win this one. Um, I I think the sort of secondary question is, um, should the Capitals be worried uh, about the fact that they've lost to KKR and Kings Eleven in the last couple of games? Or is that just part of the rough and smooth of the IPL? I think we will see. If they turn around <laughs> and lose to SRH, then I would be worried. Um, but if not, if they can turn around and put in a good performance in, I think they can chalk it up as a blip and and move on. Yeah, and do you think they will be able to come back, Max? Well, who who do you think will win this game? Oh, SRH, uh, wounded animal. Absolutely ridiculous. Ross, what do you <laughs> think? Uh, both questions. Yeah, I think uh, Delhi Capitals will find refine their mojo. Um, I think they just unfortunately they had everyone kind of stepping up, and each individual performance they had like different players doing it. Um, Unfortunately, I think when you have a player like Shikha Darwan in such fine form, I think some other players just get into their heads that he's just going to do it for them. And um, I think it's really important that they uh, get that team spirit back and uh, hopefully we see the likes of Hetmeyer and Stoinis firing in all cylinders. Uh, but yeah, Delhi Capitals to beat Sunrisers. Um, Jack, I'm guessing yeah, you're, you're well I, in that boat. I'm definitely on the Sunrisers um, train there. I mean, I think in the last few games they had they had a couple of injuries. Um, and then, as we sort of said, Treyas Iyer made a little bit of a mistake um, by not trying to get Sunil Narayan out. <laughs> uh, I think they'll learn from that. I, I, I expect the Capitals to, to bounce back with the win here and pretty much seal their playoff berth, um, which moves us on to Wednesday. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I disagree that this is going to be a damp squib of a week, Jack. I actually think this is it's full of some games which uh, should be quite good, especially It's Mumbai a little Indians. taster of what's to come in the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, so Mumbai Indians versus RCB, so top-of-the-table clash, um, which I think is high stakes, I think. If uh, if you lose, you enter the fourth-place quagmire a little bit. I think there's a, there's a risk you get dra- dragged into that. Um, 
What I did like though was uh, when we were looking at this, um, quickly had a, a quick Google, and uh, you look at the preview of the match, and it gives you a win win probability. Both these teams are on fourteen points. Both teams, you typically say, it's a fifty percent chance. Uh, Mumbai Indians are currently a sixty percent chance to win the game before it even starts. <laughs> um, uh, just on that point about being dragged into the fourth place, I don't think because of how the permutations work and and who plays who that any of the top three can actually be caught at this point. Um, so with, apart from the odd game against Sunrisers, um, the, they mainly play each other, the teams at the top. And then mm. the teams in the fourth place, uh, playoff, if you like, um, play the same teams as well. So I think it's quite hard to devise a situation where Rajasthan Royals, for instance, can overtake Royal Challengers Bangalore, but Kings Eleven Punjab... Uh, and Kings Eleven Punjab can also overtake Royal Challengers Bangalore, so I think only one of the of the fourth place Quagmire can actually get up to fourth place. The others can't. So they're playing off. It's equally important, I suppose, or maybe not equally important. It is important because the first v second, obviously, you make it into the the eliminator, not the eliminator, the whatever it is called. They've got stretch stupid names for it. The yep. the one where you get two chances, um, whereas the third you'll obviously play fourth. Yeah, no, you say you say that, Jack, but actually Kings Eleven and uh, KKR are both playing CSK and Rajasthan Royals so they could both win both of those and end up on 16 points and um, Delhi Capitals are playing none of those teams so if they lost all three of those they could they could feasibly it's, not make it, it it could it could theoretically happen but it won't well you, you can't write anything off in the IPL mate. And, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> we wrote we'll Kings, Le- Kings of Punjab for a long time and look at them now uh, well I think uh, what's really important to highlight this is that Rohit Sharma is out of the tournament that is a huge blow to Mumbai Indians um, and with a bit of a wobble at the moment I still think they'll bounce back in this I think um, the when it comes to playing in uh, Abu Dhabi Mumbai Indians have played there seven times now they've won five of the seven games there um, whereas RCB have only played there twice. And even though they've won it, I think there's a distinct kind of home advantage there for Mumbai Indians. Um, also, the overseas players for RCB aren't refiring. Really so you look at kind of Moeen Ali, Aaron Finch, they're not delivering. You've got A.B. De Villiers, who's kind of there. Um, but my big question is, where is Adam Zampa? Not good enough. Lies. Lies and slander. Okay, well, where is he then? Not in the team. Making coffee. Good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. All right. Um, who do you think is going to win, Ross? Yeah, it'd be Mumbai Indians for me. I uh, likewise. I think the Mumbai Indians are going to are going to get one over on Kohli's team. Uh, Maxi. Yeah, three out of three. I think for, uh, for Mumbai. Which brings us to the last game of the week before the IPL special, uh, where we catch up on on all of this and preview the weekend on Thursday. Max. Yes. So this is where the fourth place fun really starts with Chennai Super Kings against the Kolkata Knight Riders. So, two games left for KKR. We'll need to win them both if they want to have a chance of making it into the playoffs, which is arguably now not in their hands as they are fifth on net run rate. So they will be wanting a win here, and they will be wanting a big win here. Uh, and you think, oh, they have to, don't they? They have to win this comfortably. Is, is, is Dre Ross coming back? Remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he, back. He, he wasn't he was back today. Today, but um, to start. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think you know, it's, it's a huge game, as you say, Max. Um, CSK, nothing to play for. And I think that's actually some, sometimes quite dangerous. The pressure is completely off. Yeah. Well, we saw it. We've seen it already, haven't we? With RCB's odd performance at the weekend and uh, and a comfortable chase with CSK. So 
Could be there could be a, a wounded animal uh, aspect to it, as you say. And but I th- the other the other argument you could make is that CSK have had their little moment now where they beat RCB and they regained a bit of pride, and now they'll go back to <laughs> normal service and being being hammered. I actually think CSK are going to win. Um, I think Kolkata Knight Riders have been lucky to have won the number of games that they have, and I, I, I don't think they're a particularly happy team. And I think Ross, as you say, Chennai Superkids—they've got nothing to play for apart from like maybe the Dhoni farewell tour. Um, I think they'll they'll be playing. Some of them will be playing f- to try and get a contract next season, um, <laughs> which is always. Or in a league as lucrative as the IPL is always an incentive, um, and um, yeah, I think some of them will be playing with the pressure off for the first time this season. Um, and, and, and I, I think, I think that they they will they will will beat the Night Riders. Nice to really put the cat among the pigeons. Well, I started the tournament wanting Kolkata Night Riders win because of Dre Russ. I'm now fully fully abdicating that. I'm, well, I'm all aboard the Kings Eleven Punjab boat, as I said. And the only way they're going to get through is if KKR lose. So uh, bring on CSK and the Dhoni Redemption. Cool, well, Matt. That's, that's just think? that's not. I'm afraid that's just not possible. And I'll tell you why that's not possible. Uh, so CSK's last five games have been win, loss, 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 win. So they're due three defeats. And <laughs> yeah. KKR's last five games have been uh, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So they're due a win. So. Symmetry. The rules of symmetry dictate that KKR will win this game. It's so obvious now you put it like that. Yeah. Um, should we quickly run through the table and then uh, wrap the show up? Mm-hmm. So propping everyone up is the Chennai Super Kings uh, with eight points, the same as the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, now we we were arguing over whether they're out or not. They're out. Both those teams are out. <laughs> um, in sixth place with a, a, a real long shot to to make the playoffs are the Rajasthan Royals. Um, it's not in their hands, but if they won all of their games, you never know. Uh, fifth place, Kolkata Knight Riders are on 12 points. Um, the same as the Kings 11 Punjab, who are in fourth place. Um, Kings 11 Punjab have a better net run rate. So you would think if they win their final two matches, they'll probably make the playoffs. But then you don't know. I mean, like Kolkata Knight Riders could curb stomp someone. And um, and I overtake them that way. So they need to win both. Both those teams need to win both their games and hope that they do it convincingly. They're both playing. Is it uh, SRA or Rajasthan Royals and Chennai Super Kings? Yeah. So they'll both have a chance against um, some some of the two two weaker teams in the tournament. I think um, top three all on fourteen points and all with an identical seven wins four loss record. Um, so it's only separated uh, by net run rate. Third place, Royal Challengers Bangalore. Second place, Delhi Capitals. And then top are the Mumbai Indians. Um, do you reckon that's how... It's just last question. Do you think that's how the table will finish? No, I still think uh, the IPL's got a few more tricks up its sleeve. Who do you think will make that last playoff berth then, Ross? Um, so I think Kings Eleven are going to make the playoff berth, but I think it's going to move around a little bit. I, oh, think, okay. I think who's going to top the uh, who's going to top it is going to be different. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be quite an interesting finale. Fair enough, Max. Uh, I think Mumbai Indians to finish top, mainly because their net run rate is so much better than the other teams. It is, yeah. Cool. Um, right, that's the end of the cricket podcast for this week. Uh, Ross, you want to remind people where to find us one last time? At the Cricket Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, subscribe on all the podcast platforms, and leave us a review.